You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Awaken Radio. It's so nice to be back here with you on the podcast again. I always love my conversations here. Today, I'm going to be sharing a conversation that I had on a recent Instagram Live. And I'm finding that I'm feeling inspired to share these conversations more frequently over here on the podcast because I know not everyone who follows me on Instagram also listens to the podcast and not everyone who listens to the podcast follows me on Instagram. And you may not also want to sit on on that app for 30 minutes and watch a video. You might instead like to take this conversation on a walk with you. And so podcast format can work a little better. So I'm just finding that with some of the conversations that I have on live video that really land and get a lot of feedback and a lot of interaction, I'm going to be resharing them over here on the podcast with you as well. And this conversation today that I'm diving into and talking about is around when we get triggered by other women. And I'm going to be talking about the tendency for us to get triggered by other women, particularly online, when they are showing and expressing and sharing different aspects of themselves and maybe sharing different aspects of their feminine, their sensuality, their sexuality. Maybe they're expressing themselves through movement or dance. Maybe they're showing parts of their body maybe they're expressing their feminine power you know through celebrating the successes they're having online and sharing what they're achieving and what they're doing and how much money they're making and it's all of this that can sometimes be a trigger for us as the women observing and watching that it can activate different feelings in us it can bring up stuff it can create resistance or judgments or in a stories, it can breed comparison and envy, a whole heap of things. And so that's what I'm going to be talking with you about today. And the reason that I originally spoke about this on an Instagram live and the reason I want to share it with you here as well is because of something that I posted on my Instagram stories. And the day that I recorded the live was a day that I had shared something on my stories that had my DMs blowing up with really powerful conversations and feedback and a lot of really interesting messages. And seeing I'd had such a reaction in my DMs to what I put on my stories, I then jumped on a live to talk about it more. And what I had put up on my stories was a screenshot of my Instagram insights. It was my follow account. And what I'd screenshot was a drop in my follow account where you could see that in every day of the week, there'd been a consistent increase in followers coming in. But then there was this one day where the figures completely dropped and went into the negative. So I had a lot of people unfollow me. And this happened to happen on a Wednesday. And Wednesdays are the day when I often post little snippets of my pole dancing classes because I go to pole dancing classes on Wednesdays. And so on Wednesdays, I'm often just sharing like a little snippet on my stories of my class. And I've actually noticed consistently for weeks and weeks and weeks, this has happened on Wednesdays when I post my little video clips, I get this drop in my followers. I have a lot of people unfollow me. And when I say a lot, I mean, it's not a huge number, 
But when you look at my weekly insights and you compare it to the other days, the other days where I'm growing, this one just like this one day drops into the negative. So it looks quite dramatic in comparison to the other days. And this is something that's really interesting to me. And it's something that I've found myself getting really curious about when I've noticed it. And I've often wondered to myself, is it that I'm triggering people? Is it that I'm showing people something that is creating a reaction in them and making them feel like, oh, I don't like this. I don't want to see this. This isn't the type of content I would want to see from a life coach. I'm going to unfollow. And so I put this screenshot of my insights up on my stories and then I even did a little poll and I asked the women on Instagram, do you ever tend to get triggered by other women? And a lot of people said that they do. So that inspired me to have more of a conversation around it. So if I were to reflect over my own personal experiences of feeling this trigger around other women... I used to get really triggered seeing women online who would express and show their sensuality and their sexuality and the fullness of their feminine energy. And when I talk about sexuality and sensuality, I'm referring a lot to women who are teachers and leaders in the feminine empowerment space online. These real conscious leaders who are empowering and inspiring women to express all of who they are and who are very beautifully and bravely embodying all parts of themselves, including their sexuality and their sensuality and really expressing this energy through their body. And it's showing through a lot in their branding and their messaging and their work. And there has been this real rise online of of beautiful feminine embodiment teachers and women who are really coming forth to own and claim and embody all aspects of themselves and inspire other women to do the same and freely show and share their sensuality and sexuality you know and they're they're dancing and they're showing their processes and they're showing their body and it's a it's really healthy and beautiful expressions and i tend to follow actually a lot of women like this online but it was still very triggering for me And I'm not talking about women necessarily who are doing this to get attention from men, women who are showing their bodies, you know, to make money or to promote their business because of their appearance and their body. It's not about getting validation. These are women who are doing this work in a way that's deeply embodied and integrated and actually very healthy. But despite that, I still used to get really uncomfortable. And I would see women, you know, dancing on Instagram and moving their bodies and expressing themselves. And I would get triggered. I would feel this contraction and this unsettled feeling in my body when I would see a woman expressing her sensuality and sexuality and actually really being in her power around that. I would want to click off. I'd want to look away. And sometimes, yeah, I would unfollow. And Some of the other things that can be triggers for me, and this is probably what's more active for me these days, is when I tend to notice other women's success. Like that's where I feel the activation, where I'm really seeing women celebrating how much money they're making in their successes. And so this feeling of trigger, this activation in our body, we can initially feel it as like a contraction, as a discomfort, 
as like a feeling of uh, it feels it feels negative, it feels unsettled, it feels uncomfortable in some way in our body and we don't want to look at it we don't want to see it and then our tendency can be to make that person wrong to make them wrong or to make what they're doing wrong or to make what they're showing wrong and so this is what I have noticed happens when we get triggered rather than inquiring into our trigger and why we feel the way that we feel and what's being activated in us. Instead, we look at the person who's triggered us and we make them wrong and we withdraw and we say, I don't like this, I don't want to see this. But when we do this, we miss the opportunity that is present. And this is really the point of of what I'm wanting to share in this conversation is that there is an, an opportunity that is present for us in our triggers. And there is an invitation there of what we can really see about ourselves when people trigger us. And this can also play out in feelings of comparison or jealousy or envy, which can also be activated a lot online when we're seeing, you know, other people's lives and things that they're living and creating and doing. And we can feel that similar pang of discomfort and we can feel that similar feeling of trigger. And maybe not wanting to see what that person's doing or give energy to that person because we're feeling that trigger of comparison and envy and jealousy in our body. And so let's go back to this example of me getting triggered by women dancing, for example, and showing their sensuality and their sexuality. In order to unpack this trigger and actually really heal it, I had to sit with the question, why is this making me uncomfortable? What is this triggering in me? And this is the first thing I want to invite you to do. When you feel triggered, like any time you feel triggered, rather than immediately pointing the finger and making the thing wrong that triggered you, I want to encourage you to inquire a little bit, like actually Point your finger at yourself, look within and ask, what is this activated in me? What is this bringing up in me? And when you inquire inwards, you might notice some stories that are coming up, stories that you feel about what you've seen in someone else. It might be things like, it's not okay for someone to show that side of themselves, for a woman to show this aspect of her feminine energy or her body that's wrong, that's shameful, that's attention-seeking, that's them being up themselves, that's them looking for validation outside themselves, whatever it is. And this can really tie into understanding our relationship around the feminine and our judgments on the feminine because we tend to have this really vanilla, palatable version of the feminine that we like to see, that we feel is the right and good way that the feminine should be expressed. You know, the good girl, the sweet girl, the demure woman, you know, whatever our judgments are on how a woman should be. And when we have that model in our mind of what we think the feminine should be, we will only feel safe when we see the feminine expressed in that way. But, you know, if she steps out of that, we'll think it's wrong. Because that's our model and our framework and our beliefs around how a woman should be. And so when we see the full range of the feminine, you know, and we see a woman showing her wildness or her power 
or her emotion, her sexuality, her sensuality, we get uncomfortable because that full range of the feminine has been quite repressed and it can feel quite foreign to see that being embodied and expressed. And so the invitation in those moments when we feel triggered is to actually look at our own relationship to those particular qualities that we're seeing that person embody and express that's making us uncomfortable. To actually look at how we feel about those aspects of ourselves. Because it's all a mirror, right? If someone is triggering you, it is showing you something within yourself, a place where you're not free, a place where you're not completely loving, accepting and owning an aspect of yourself. Whatever we tend to judge in someone else is often a reflection of a judgment we're holding within ourselves towards ourselves. So I began to inquire a little bit into why I would feel so uncomfortable watching women express themselves in this way and why it would trigger me. And there's a lot of different layers to it. A lot of this comes from childhood and our upbringing and messages we learned about ourselves and things we picked up from the women in our lives. But for example, for me, this is just a silly example, but when I was a kid and I would often dance around my room and perform and express myself, my little sister would make fun of me. And we were kids and whatever, that that was fine. But it still gave me this message that it was something to be ashamed of and to feel silly about expressing myself, you know, through dance and through movement. And with my mom, it often felt like my mom was too busy to watch my performances and really witness me expressing myself. So I kind of learned that this part of me wasn't okay. I learned to be more reserved, to keep things into myself, to keep all those energies really private. And I heard this message a lot from my mom that when she would see other women who had really done themselves up and they made themselves look beautiful and they were really expressing their sensuality, she would say, oh, she's up herself. Look how up herself she is. And it seemed to me like a really negative thing. And so I started to create and carry all of these inner stories that I shouldn't show certain parts of myself and that I should be small and dim and acceptable and digestible and palatable so that everyone would like me. And then, you know, you come along online or wherever you are and you see a woman being fully bold and bright and self-expressed and showing all these parts of herself that you learnt shouldn't be shown and then you get triggered. Then you think women can't do that. Women shouldn't do that. And that's one thing to notice. But then the other real thing to look at is that the reason it triggers you is because very often it's showing you a part of yourself that you actually want to be able to embody and you want to be able to express. But perhaps you don't believe you can because of your past experiences and your beliefs and your judgments or because you don't believe you have the capacity to do it or because it's easier for her because she looks a certain way whatever it is. It's pointing to something within you that you have disowned, that you are seeing now in someone else, but you don't believe that you can be or embody or express. And so it triggers you. 
And the thing with triggers is that they follow you wherever you go. So you can keep getting rid of the thing externally that triggers you. You know, you can distance yourself from that woman or unfollow her if you don't like what she does. But if there is something within you that needs to be healed, you're going to continue to manifest circumstances to press that button within you until you process it, until you heal it, and until you do the inner work around it to resolve it. So when I started my journey of reclaiming my feminine energy, I really began to look at what was getting activated in me around other women and really look at the parts of my feminine that I wanted to be able to embody, but that I felt disconnected from. And what I began to realize was that I had a deep desire to express myself in the same way that I saw some of these women expressing themselves in a very free and empowered way. I had a desire to be fully expressing my feminine energy, to have the confidence to be able to dance and show the full range of me. I mean, I would dance in private, but I wanted to be able to have the confidence to share the movement of my body, to share my processes, my practices, to be able to express myself in that way. I wanted to be able to feel really embodied and safe and empowered in my sensuality and my sexuality. And sure, it didn't have to be shared publicly. You can absolutely keep this private. But for me, I had a yearning and a desire to be seen and to break free from the fear that was stopping me being seen. So I realized when I was getting triggered by these women, it was because it was something I wanted to be able to express and show and reclaim and own. But I felt uncomfortable around it because I didn't think that I could do it. And so this is where the work begins. Take your focus off the person that has triggered you. Take your focus off the thing that you're making wrong. Detach from the whole story around it and actually really look within yourself. And when I began to do this, this was the thing that really sparked my desire to try pole dancing. I'd actually seen a woman that I know online, a friend, share a pole dancing video. And I was blown away because I'd never seen her as someone that would ever do something like that. I saw her as being quite reserved and demure. But when I saw this video of her, I was like, oh my goodness. And something came alive in me. And I thought, if she can do it, I can do it. And it really sparked my desire to go and explore this side of me and reclaim it and own it. And when I started doing pole dancing, I was so shy and so self-conscious and so awkward. But moving through these classes has liberated me. It has boosted my confidence. It has connected me with my body. And it has allowed me to own and express these parts of myself that for so long I felt disconnected from. And so when we're looking at our triggers, this can apply to comparison as well. And it's important, you know, when we're feeling comparison, that once again, we take our attention off the thing that we're comparing ourselves to. And we come back to what is this activating in me? What is this showing me that I am wanting to embody 
and express within myself in my own way, not in the way that she is doing it, but in my own way. And so as I've gone on this beautiful journey, pole dancing has been a beautiful doorway into me expressing and owning more of my feminine energy and my sensuality. And I've also moved through a whole heap of other practices that I do personally outside of pole dancing, but it's been this beautiful journey of of liberation and reclaiming all of me. And as a result of the work that I've done, I no longer feel triggered when I see women showing these sides of themselves. Instead, I feel inspired. And we need to recognize that the people who trigger us are expanders. They are helping us grow and expand. They are helping us reclaim parts of ourselves that we have disowned and disconnected from. They are helping us see where there's inner work for us to do. And so that's how we move beyond the trigger, by looking at what's going on inside of us and being grateful for the women who trigger us for showing us something about ourselves. And now when I see women dancing and expressing their sensuality and sexuality and all of that, I celebrate it. I adore it because I've reclaimed that part of me. I'm no longer in judgment of that part of me and therefore I'm no longer in judgment of seeing that part embodied and expressed in others. I've now reclaimed and accepted and embraced that part of me. So now I can celebrate and accept and embrace that part in other people. And so when you see this going on, you now recognize it's all a mirror. And this is the beautiful and important work that needs to be done when it comes to healing our relationship with other women and being able to celebrate other women is we've got to be able to do the work in ourselves around it and reclaim those parts of our femininity and our power that we see other women embodying. And when we do that, those women become our expanders. They become women that inspire us and lift us up and show us what's possible rather than becoming a reason for us to contract and separate and make someone else wrong. And so... The other place that my triggers can tend to go off, and I mentioned this right at the start, and these are the more current ones for me uh, because I've done so much work around the other ones, is around when I see women that I'm following who are really successful in business and running very feminine businesses, making a lot of money and being very vocal and expressive in how much money they're making celebrating themselves and celebrating their successes. And if I were to reflect on that based on everything I'm sharing with you and why it's challenging me, I think there's two reasons. This is me pointing the finger inwards, right, and looking at what it's bringing up for me. I think firstly, I never really saw people, especially women, talk about money publicly. Like that was not my upbringing to talk about how much money you made and to celebrate it. I never really saw my mom make much money. It was always my dad making the money. And I never really saw it be talked about in a public way. I never saw a woman really celebrating herself for how much money she made. And I think the second reason it activates me is because on some level, I desire what she has created for herself, but in my own way. 
And perhaps there's still a part of me that doesn't believe I can have it or I'm capable of it. And so what often happens is rather than allowing her to be an expander and allowing her to show me what's possible and allowing her to help me expand my vision of what I can create for myself and inspire me, the trigger then brings us instead into a space of comparison and envy and tearing her down to make ourselves feel better. And this is really where envy towards women comes from. You know, rather than saying, thank you, thank you for inspiring me and showing me what's possible, we instead go into the limitation that we're experiencing around why we can't have it. And we miss the opportunity to receive the activation and the expansion in what we're seeing. So what I'm recognizing as I'm talking about this and unpacking all of this is that this is where my work has been is to really look at okay what desire is this activating in me this is activating my own desire and then we take our attention off the person that's activated it and we put all our attention back on our desire that's come up in our bodies and we claim it and we say yes I want this for myself too in my own way not in the way she's done it, in my own way. And so we take our attention off what that woman is doing and we put it back on ourselves and what we want to create. And then we we look at our inner work. What is our inner work to be able to believe in ourselves enough and fully align with what we want so that we can create it? Because, you know, all of these patterns we run of getting triggered and contracting and withdrawing and making people wrong and separating, all it does is keep us small. All it does is keep us disconnected from the parts of ourselves that we are yearning to embody and express. It doesn't invite us in. It doesn't call us forward into more of our potential. It doesn't bring us closer to what we want to create for ourselves. And What we need to recognize is that any woman we see who is embodying and expressing what we want, she is calling us to rise. She is calling us into more of our potential. She is inviting us in to step up to create what we want for ourselves. And so this is really the journey that I've gone through with my pole dancing and and my videos and the way that I have begun to make peace with that is that I've realized in myself, I am here to help inspire and empower other women to reclaim their sensuality, to feel comfortable showing their bodies, being in their body, expressing movement and dance, expressing their sensuality expressing their body, celebrating and showing all parts of themselves. And you know, despite the number of unfollows, I get so many beautiful DMs and reactions and encouragement and support from the women in my community online who tell me that I've inspired them to try pole dancing, who cheer me on and tell me how much they see I'm progressing and improving. And that's what inspires me to continue to want to share because I get this beautiful feedback. And for me to be able to inspire and empower another woman to feel more connected to her body and her sensuality and sexuality, then, you know, it's worth it. However many people unfollow me in the process. 
And I'm recognizing this in the process of me potentially triggering people. All I'm doing is being their expander. All I'm doing is help mirror back to them parts of themselves that they want to reclaim as well. And the other part of this that has been super healing for me, and I would say this to any of you who are yearning to express more parts of yourself and show more of yourself and more of your fullness and your full range, but you're afraid that people will be triggered and you're afraid or worried about what people will think, this is what your opportunity is. This is an opportunity for you to look deeper at your fear of what other people think about you. And I began to see this as an opportunity for me to work even more on no longer worrying what people think about me, no longer censoring myself or holding myself back based on whether people will like it or not. And so often when our expression is censored because we're afraid of how we're going to be received, we end up being completely suppressed. And so I had to make a choice with my pole dancing videos. And I was like, okay, I'm either going to not post these so that I don't lose followers and trigger people. But in doing that, I'm going to stifle my own expression and I'll feel the contraction of that. Or I'm going to lean into my full self-expression because this is who I am and this is my platform and I want my platform to be an expression of who I am. And so I'm going to lean into that opportunity to break through my fear of worrying what people think about me. So there is beautiful growth for us all here and I found so much growth personally in my confidence and my ownership of who I am and being able to show more of my full range and more of all of me. And I've even noticed, you know, sometimes when I post videos of myself at home dancing or in my morning sensuality practice, you know, I notice little dips in my followers there as well. But in this world where social media is such a big part of our lives and we've become so concerned what people think, You know, we're so terrified to do something that's going to make someone not like us or unfollow us. And so we become suffocated in our self-expression. And so this option that I've chosen is that I'm now going to choose the path of my full self-expression, my full reclaiming of all of me and my magnificent feminine and her full range. And I want to step into this space of being an expander and an uplifter and an inspirer for people who maybe in themselves never thought they could express that part of themselves. And they see it in me and they go, oh my gosh, yeah, maybe I can do that as well. Just like when I saw that woman that I knew post that video and I was so surprised seeing her doing pole dancing, I never thought she'd be someone that could do it or would do it. And I thought, wow, if she can do it, I can do it. And that is the role that I wanna play for other women. And this is an opportunity for me to continue to be less and less concerned what people think about me and more and more concerned what I think about me and stay more in connection with my own inner guidance and my own feelings on things rather than questioning myself because of how I think it'll be received. And you know, it is such a beautiful and expansive opportunity when we get triggered. I'm really hoping you're recognizing that particularly when we get triggered by other women, because we're not here to tear down other women. We're not here to judge their feminine expression. 
We're not here to try to get them to repress their feminine so that we can feel more comfortable. We've done enough of that as women. We are not here to continue that programming that a woman should not be fully expressed in whatever way feels good to her. We're here to break that. We're here to celebrate what we see in other women. Like fan her flames, you know, let her rise. And as you uplift her, you'll uplift yourself in the process. So I hope this conversation has been supportive for you in helping you understand perhaps why you get triggered, why you get triggered by other women, the different things that you see that activate you or create discomfort in you, maybe recognizing how you tend to react or respond when you see that. And the invitation here is to just slow down a little bit and take a breath and look within and begin to inquire. See her as your mirror, see her as your teacher, see her as your expander. And look for the opportunity of what you are here to see about yourself based on what's getting triggered. And maybe to dig deep to recognize there are parts of you that on some level you are yearning to feel free to express and share. And seeing it expressed through this other woman is an invitation for you to step fully into that yourself. So I hope you've enjoyed this conversation today. I've really enjoyed bringing this to you. If you have any thoughts, reflections, takeaways, you're welcome to email me, DM me, let me know uh, whether you loved this conversation. If you enjoyed it, you can share it to your stories, send it on to a friend, tag me at Connie underscore Chapman. And if you love Awaken Radio, make sure you are subscribed so that you never miss an episode. And it would mean so much to me if you would leave the show a five-star rating or even a written review as well if you want to share your thoughts on the show. Thank you so much for being tuned into this week's episode of Awaken Radio. And I look forward to talking to you again next time.